From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. And it's always a pleasure to be joined by the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders every Monday night here on Sports Talk with Jock. We welcome Coach Dickinson. Hey, Dave, how you doing? I'm good, Jock. How are you guys? I am excellent, thank you very much. How's the heart after that finish uh, on Friday night? Uh, the heart's fine. That was, uh, it was a little crazy. I, uh, you know, sometimes you get a little fortunate. Obviously, the calls kind of evened out as we felt. We had one earlier that shouldn't have been called as well, so... Um, you feel fortunate with that and good to get the win. You know, I think it was John Huffnagel uh, told me on this program, uh, you know, this was four or five years ago. He says, we may not be the prettiest girl at the dance, but our dance card is full. And, and when you look at a 13-1-1 record, uh, your dance card is very full. It is. I, I think we're fairly pretty, too, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> our guys have been doing a nice job. I think uh, ultimately, you know, we have been playing good football and uh, winning football and if a team's going to beat us, uh, we force them to play their best, and uh, that hasn't happened in a long time. Hey, I, I want to talk a, a, about a couple of things that happened in that game. First of all, the block punt by Terry Williams. He he came untouched up the middle. Uh, take us through that play. Well, to be honest, it was, uh, it was a return call. We tried to force a kick, and Mark uh, Killam uh, used Terry Williams. He's got great speed, and he's always marked. Kilms always told me the best block, you know, punt blockers, kick blockers are receivers, running backs, you know, those skilled guys that, you know, have their hands on the football a lot anyway. And uh, he used Terry in, in a nice, uh, creative way, put him in there, and he just, uh, Terry burst through the middle. No one blocked him, and uh, that was a huge play for us. Yeah, w- without a doubt. The Calgary Stampeders did, did jump out to an 11 nothing lead in that game. Obviously, Hamilton, and you knew Hamilton was going to be better. Uh, you know, the 60-1, to that was a totally different team that you faced here at McMahon Stadium. You knew they had some pride on the line. They were playing some better football. Uh, but, but uh, you know, even Bo Levi Mitchell admitted it wasn't his best game. How would you rate the offense? We weren't, uh, yeah, we weren't 100% sharp. We missed some things early. Uh, we had a chance really to put a big lead on the board. We had some guys open. Bo uh, wasn't quite on. And then we also made, he made some nice throws, and we, we weren't making the catches for him. So, uh, we didn't have any success at all running the ball. And that uh, is, is difficult when you're a one-dimensional team. But uh, we kept plugging away. They were, um, you know, I had to use my challenge really early again. And, and after that, I felt like their DBs were clutching and grabbing a little bit more. And we weren't getting a, a ton of calls. We did get some big ones, though. We probably got, I don't know, 100, 120 yards of, of the yardage on uh, penalties just on PIs. So we needed it. We needed it in order to get our points and get going. And, uh, you know, those are part of the game, happy to get the win, and ultimately I think we can play better and need to play better, though. You sort of referenced, uh, you know, that, that it goes both ways, and it obviously did, uh, you know, on, on their game, tying drive and then your game-winning drive. Uh, so I'm not going to get you into trouble with the league, but but I'm going to ask a different question here. Well, what sort of explanation do you get back from the league after calls like the roughing the passer, uh, like the P.I. in the end zone on, on Jamar Wall? Do, does the league explain that to the coaches afterwards, and w- were you happy with the explanation? Well, I don't, I don't make a, a big tape or a, if I feel they missed a call and they just missed it, um, I don't send that in or talk to them. But if I feel they make a call and, uh, you know, I don't agree with the, the reason they called it and I want to hear why they called it, um, yeah, then I'll send it in or if I've got some confusion or uh, those type of things. And the, and the rough in the passer to me is very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know. So, you know what, though? I, I, I said it afterwards. I it, I wanted to see if they think that was a good call uh, because, in my opinion, uh, our guy, it was his chest, and the quarterback was falling down. And, and if they say, you know what, we missed it, I'm fine with that. Uh, I missed lots of calls and lots of passes, and I make mistakes. Uh, but if, I, if they feel that is truly a call, then I have an issue with it because ultimately – I don't know how you can have a defend as a defender play the game if you can't allow a little bit of contact on the quarterback. So, the PIs, hey, that was their call. They are they are gray, um, you know, and they might have both been, they might have both not been, uh, but one went in our favor, one didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so let me ask you this: did, did you get a clarification on the on the passing the rougher then on on the uh, on, uh, on roughing the passer from the league? Yeah. Okay. I sent it a couple of days ago and have not received anything yet, but I understand they're busy. But they've been very good at getting back to us. Okay. Uh, we have a guy named Matt Albers that does that for me. He's got kind of our special team assistant that's helping out. And, uh, yeah, great communication, to be honest. The refs uh, have been in great communication with us. Like anything, you're not always going to agree with them, but at least they're willing to to give you information and, and tell us what they're thinking. Sure. Uh, was that a situation where Mazzoli was out of the pocket too, or, or was he still in the pocket in your opinion? Well, listen, if you're out of the pocket, you never lose your head-to-head uh, protection. Fair enough. But there was not head-to-head. It was head-to-chest. And, and uh, you know, he's a running back at that stage, uh, and you, you can tackle uh, people you can hit them in the head when they're running back, uh, meaning you can put a shoulder in their head. You can uh, you can have a legal tackle to the head when they're in a running back mode. When they're in the pocket stationary and they're vulnerable, that's when you have to uh, make sure your strike zone is, is in a little bit lower area. So, yeah, I, I would certainly disagree with the call. Um being what they, I'm waiting to see what their response will be, though. Sure, fair enough. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. Uh, just resetting what happened on Friday night in Hamilton. Should have gone to overtime. It didn't. The Calgary Stampeders win their 11th in a row. Good to see Kamar Jordan return to your lineup. And even though he started slowly, I think he finished stronger and obviously, you know, was very important on a late drive for your football club. But how would you assess his play? Yeah, he wasn't the same guy that he was early in the year. I think he's still getting his feet wet a little bit. Uh, I don't think even him and Bo had that same chemistry. Uh, That's to be expected when you're out, you know, 10, 11, 12 weeks. Uh, But he did keep fighting, and and that was good for him just to stay in the game and and to get in conditioning and and, uh, and basically still make that huge play at the end, which was an amazing catch. Uh, And I think he'll take another step forward this week. So. Good to get him back out there. I think obviously a better team with him. He, he's definitely explosive and still made some great plays for us, but you could tell he was a little rusty. I'm never going to question a coach that has won a lot of football games. And uh, But but I've, I was curious this afternoon when you told the media um, there's a 50-50 chance Mark Way and Roy Finch would play this weekend. Why would you play them? Wouldn't you want to get them healthier uh, for the stretch drive? Doug, I want to win the West. <laughs> Okay, that's first and foremost. There's nothing. There's we haven't accomplished anything yet. Uh, if they're not healthy, they won't play. But if they're healthy, they're playing. I want to win this game, okay. uh, and I want our best players out there. And uh, both of them, you know, Roy looked. Uh, he was bouncing around in practice pretty good today. Marquay took uh, at least a day, uh, and they both have to practice and do more tomorrow and the next day. But if they're rolling, they feel good. Uh, I'm playing my guys. Certainly sounds like Devaris Daniels is going to return this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it does hinge a little a little bit on Marquay, what his role will be. Okay. Um, but it definitely, uh, we feel like uh, 
He's healthier. I had the same thing happen to me last week, though, where he had a good day one and then day two and day three. It just couldn't, he couldn't find, uh, uh, I guess, enough comfort there. And, you know, it was a pretty serious knee injury as well. So we'll take it day by day, but I, I think he's trending towards playing, which is good for us. What about the status of Spencer? Spencer Wilson. Spencer Wilson, he's available. Um, you know, he is playing with a cast on his, uh, on his one hand. The negative side is he's left-handed, and that's what he broke was his thumb. He is our backup center as well. Um, so, uh, you know, we're looking at all options, tackle, guard, and uh, backup center, and uh, I'd like to see him back out there soon. Would he still be your backup center with the cast on his thumb? Well, that's the problem. You know, if he's if he's a starter, you know, if he's on there, he, we got to figure out who's he coming on for. And right, right now our sixth offensive lineman is Cam Thorne, who is our backup center. So, uh, yeah. You know, that's what you gotta you gotta try to predict injuries and have a plan beforehand. Otherwise, you're you're gonna get caught if something happens. And I thought we've done a great job of that all year. We always had plan in place. And uh, one of the guys offensively that just bails us out is Anthony Parker. He just seems to know every position. And we've done it on defense where we used Winton uh, McManus played DN. We had that plan. If something happened, it did, and he had a pretty good game against Winnipeg early on. So we, we do work on these things. He is the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, and, of course, he joins us every Monday night after a game. If you want to talk to the coach, now is your chance. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines. Easy to call, easy to text, 403-974-8255. Toll-free out of town, 1-800-563-7770. Give me a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770 My email address, jock at newstalk770.com. Your chance to talk to the coach when we come back on Sports Talk with Jock. By the way, the half hour with the coach brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Five locations, including Okotoks. Stamps and the Riders, Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff in McMahon Stadium. It's the Pink Power game, so make sure you wear some pink. Make sure you purchase some pink uh, just so you can support uh, women's cancers. And uh, Okay, Coach, I got this from Ed, from Fred, from Gary, from Russ. Uh, text line is kind of blowing up on this question, uh, so I'll just uh, throw it on the table here right now. Uh, why doesn't Bo run more when the field is open? Would you like to see your quarterback run more? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've, uh, we always have that conversation, and yes, you would. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of the, – the toughest thing to do is when a quarterback can do multiple things, and he has an accurate passer, he can throw deep, um, he handles the blitz, and if he can extend the, the play, and Bo does all that. One thing he needs a little work on is when he extends the play, if there, every defender is uh, staying in coverage – and you have the green grass, you should go. And there was, a, there's been times, no doubt about it. But um, you know, the other thing about it is running quarterbacks can hurt more. And uh, certainly, I uh, think that that is one of the reasons why Bo not only does he take care of his body and he's tough, um, he doesn't take those hits that maybe running quarterbacks would take. So I'm very happy he's behind center each and every week. Once again, he's been kind of our, our I guess, our guy that pulls that trigger and keeps us rolling and. Yeah, I'd like to see him run more, and I think there will be times, especially uh, in certain games, he'll have to do that, and uh, might be this week. Uh, there you go. Let's bring Ross into the conversation. Hey, Ross, you're on the air with Coach Dickinson. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Coach Dickinson, um, I'm, I'm still watching the, the receiving core with interest. Um, where would you rank this receiving core in your own mind at this point in the season? Are you comfortable that as we get into the playoffs and hopefully in the big one in Ottawa that they can deliver? 
Um, and secondly, where would you rank this receiving core with other receiving cores that you've worked with over the years in the in the coaching ranks and also as a tremendous quarterback? Um, <laughs> okay. I'd just like to get your opinion because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still – my personal judgment is still being formulated, um, and that's what it is. So I thought I would gotcha. pose that question, and I'll let you answer it. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Ross. I'm good. Uh yeah, I think I think our receiving core has uh, uh, been a little up and down. Uh, I don't know if, if we've really hit all cylinders too often. Um, you know, I think we've got our you know some of our big guns coming back. Then again, Marquay may not be there, so you're you're looking at that. Uh, I think ultimately we're we are uh, probably I, I rated in that B somewhere in there. Um, I'm not really going to compare it to other groups. This is our group. Uh, they are playing fairly physical. Uh, we have had too many drops this year. And we've also just been just, and we're not quite as explosive as we've been in the past. We had more 50, 60, 70 yarders that, uh, in the past. And the ball has been there. One of the guys I thought that stepped up this in the last little while has been Juwan Briskason. I think he made a great catch, uh, uh, last game and was open a lot and just uh, wasn't quite getting the ball. But I thought in the last three to four games, he has really stepped up his game and, I think we, you know, Markin has been a great find. I think Markin is, is still so young, though. He still makes mistakes and had a drop, but that's been a great find. So uh, we'll put a good group out there. And, yeah, I have 100% confidence uh, uh, our receiving group can get it done uh, to win the Cup. Okay, Luke asks, uh, and, and I don't know why this question even comes up, but I guess Bo makes it a little bit of a topic every once in a while. Uh, his arm didn't look too bad on that 65-yard Hail Mary that he threw at the end of the game, but uh, Lucas wants to know uh, how is Bo's shoulder. Yeah, he might, you know, I think there's, there's aches and pains, but there's nothing structurally wrong there. And you saw, I mean, he, he ripped that ball, uh, like you said, as far as he ever could. So, you know, I think all of us, you know, Bo hasn't taken a week off. He's, he's, he's never takes a practice off. Uh, I gave him some practices off early in camp. Uh, we got to understand, uh, you know, as you go through a season, uh, there will be times your arm doesn't feel as good as others. And it's up to me to try to limit a little bit in practice and then hope that adrenaline kind of carries it through in the game. And, and ultimately, I still think he had good pop on the ball, um, you know, but I think certain games I played him too, you feel great. Other games, you don't feel so great. And, and if I knew why, I think uh, obviously I'd try to help him. But sometimes it's just your body and how it responds and how you slept. And I, I knew he even talked about holding his, his newborn, you know, that he, he held the, the baby a lot more. I'm sure his wife appreciated that, but he, he mentioned that his shoulder actually uh, was a little sore and, you know, certainly we all have our challenges, but the guy's still having a great season. And uh, we uh, the standard's so high. The, Jock, the standard's so high with Bo right now that if, if everything isn't perfect, people talk about it. Very similar to a kicker that's now 90% on the year and the top kicker in the CFL. When he misses a kick, there's questions all the time. So those two are all-stars, in my opinion, having great seasons and uh, leading us to all these wins. Fair enough. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Cliff, you're on the air with Coach Dickinson. Hey guys, thanks, uh, Dave. Always, always, always love hearing uh, some football talk from you. And uh, anyways, big game this Friday against Sask. And uh, uh, one thing I'm really looking forward to is the Dave Dickinson offense matched up with Chris Jones' defense. And uh, last time you guys played them, uh, seen a lot of three-man rushes, predominantly three-man. With uh, I, I don't think they played man-to-man at all, and uh, it was all zone drop back. And uh, my question is. Uh, uh, how uh, were they throwing a lot of different looks uh, zone-wise against you? And uh, I know you guys went to your screen game 
and that maybe not as was uh, executed yeah. as well as you want. Uh, but uh, is there yeah. some way, other ways to maybe attack downfield? And are you expecting the same kind of thing out of Chris Jones, at least uh, to start off? And how does right. that guy operate? Thanks, Cliff. Well, I mean, I wish I knew. I, I, I kind of feel like he's going to do a lot of more aggressive play. But then again, he didn't last time. But uh, we're ready for it. We're, we're trying to practice that. We realize uh you know, if you're just kind of in the mix and it's close game, you can play conservative. If you if you're trying to make something happen, uh, you'll you probably need to do something a little more special. He he's been doing his a uh, little bit more of his crazy blitzing in the last two three games against other teams. He didn't do it against us. So what it does, it makes us prepare for a lot of different things. We we've actually I think we played a good game that game. The problem we scored no touchdowns and we didn't make any plays uh, where we had man-on-man blocking, and we should have been able to get yards, and we missed people. And uh, But ultimately, we had the ball for 37 minutes. Mess was uh, his best game of the season. We had control of that game right up until the end. So we just take it as they come, and I try to call a game that uh, and manage a game that I feel will win the game. And stats and all the rest of it uh, is for other people to worry about. But we know with Jonesy, he, he will have new stuff, and he – you know, I don't know exactly the flavor he'll call, but we'll uh, we'll certainly have practice against all the looks we've seen, and hopefully we get some good calls against what he calls. Coach, I got less than a minute, but I want to get this in because Brad just sent me an email. He said, uh, uh, Jock, we're second in the league in second down, or second last in the league, excuse me, in second down conversions, a second last in the league in red zone production. Is the coach concerned with these stats? And uh, the obvious answer is yes. Well, I'll tell you, the one that matters to me is uh, wins and points and points against. And we are first in all three categories. Yes, we have areas to improve, and we need to identify those. But we're all in the winning business in this, in, in our end and, and doing an outstanding job. Uh, special teams, I think we got the best unit in the, in the, in the whole uh, league as well. So, And I don't think it's always just has to be like one guy is better than the other. Our guys play as 12. They believe in each other. They believe in the coaching. And we just go out and get the job done, and I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. Coach, great stuff. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Good luck against the Riders on Friday. Okay. Thank you, guys. You Have a good Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Calgary Stampeders for Tom's House of Pizza. we got to get a quick information update from our News Talk 770 News Center, and then we're going to check in with Lisa McGregor from Global Sports. Lots more stamp stuff for you and the Sports Geek of the Day. Partly cloudy, 18 in downtown Calgary. Good evening from Global News at 7.30. I'm Darcy Curl. The city of Calgary confirms they're shipping ballots by courier to voting stations that have run out or are running low. Officials say due to rush hour traffic and high voter turnout, some voting stations ran out before the replacement ballots arrived. Long lineups are being reported at many polling stations. As of 6 p.m., voter turnout was almost 233,000. Polls close at 8 o'clock. Environment Canada has issued a wind warning for the city of Calgary and area. Forecasters say a low-pressure system will bring strong winds to southern Alberta tomorrow. By the afternoon, gusts up to 90 kilometres an hour are expected in the city. The winds should diminish by tomorrow night. Calgary police are looking for the roommate of a man who was found dead yesterday at a home in the southwest. 32-year-old Mohamed Ali Darabi is being called a person of interest and he was last seen leaving the crime scene yesterday afternoon in a silver Toyota Corolla. You can see the man's picture on our website. Police are officially calling the case a homicide.
Layoffs announced by Loblaw will impact Calgary. The company says it's laying off 500 workers from its office operations across Canada in a bid to remain competitive. The job cuts will happen in Calgary, Toronto, Winnipeg, Halifax and Montreal. Partly cloudy tonight, low 4 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy and windy with a high of 18. Wednesday, partly cloudy and 11. Right now, it's 18 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Next scheduled update at 8. I'm Darcy Curl.